Well, good morning, LifePoint Online. My name is Corey, and I serve as the teaching pastor for our Plain City campus. And grateful and thankful that you've chosen to join us today. And if you're new to LifePoint this morning, welcome. I hope this is the first of many mornings you choose to, to worship with us today. We are starting a brand new series called Kingdom Values. And in this series, we're going to be looking at how you and I are invited in to part partner with God in expanding his kingdom, how you and, and I are invited in into investing into God's kingdom. And we just finished a series called Ordinary People, where we looked at how God wants you and I to use our time and our talents to, to grow and be used in his kingdom. And over the next few weeks, what we're going to be looking at in this series is how God wants us to use and manage our resources to do the same thing, to grow and expand his, his kingdom. And as part of this discussion over the the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about our finances. We are going to be talking about money. And, and let's just be honest right up front, right? Whenever a church or whenever a pastor begins talking about money, everybody gets a little bit nervous, including uh, the, the pastor. And, and I get it, right? In our lives, money is, is a big deal, especially right now. Right, everything is expensive. Cost seems to just be going up and up, and our dollar, our money, doesn't seem to go as as far as it used to. But regardless of the circumstances and regardless of the time, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm amazing and I'm a natural at holding on to my money tightly. I, I'm great at gripping on to to my finances and and not wanting to let go. I often need reminded in my life what David says in, in 1 Chronicles 29, where he says, Blessed are you, O Lord and God of Israel, our Father forever and ever, that yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Now watch this. It says, For all that is in the heavens and all that is on the earth says, is yours, God. It says, yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. And in verse 12 there, it says, both riches, riches, money, finances, right, our wealth. It says, riches and honor come from you. And it says, you, God, rule over all. How often I forget in, in my life that, that everything I have, that everything that's come to me belongs to, has been provided by, and has been given to me by God, including my, my finances. And so our big idea for this series is that living in God's kingdom means giving towards things that matter. That you and I living in God's kingdom means giving towards things that matter. And as we work through this series, we want to, to see that big idea become a reality in our lives. We want to see for, for you and I, for all of us, to, to gain a kingdom mindset with our, our, our finances, to become more generous with what God has given us, to grow as, as a disciple of Jesus and to take some steps of faith. And along the way, and, and my prayer and my hope is over these weeks, we, we leave some idols behind and that we, we break some chains when it comes to investing in God's kingdom with our resources. And, and as we begin today, I'm just, I'm reminded of a story. It was a handful of years ago. I have two sons and it was when they were, they were pretty, pretty little. 
we went back up to northeastern Ohio to visit my, my parents for the weekend. And my parents live out in the country and they have this house that was, was tucked back in in the woods and going up to visit them this weekend, they had something special planned for our boys. They, they had an adventure planned for them. They had a, a treasure hunt planned for them. And so we got up to their house and my parents had drawn up this map and they had given it to the boys. And, and on this map, it was great. It had dashed lines all over the place and it took them through my parents' property. It took the boys into the woods and into the cornfields and, and just all over the place. And of course, like any good treasure map has, at the end of it was, was an X that marks the spot. And so the boys followed all the clues on the map and they went all over the property and they eventually got to the X marks the spot. And my parents had, had bought two little treasure chests, wooden treasure chests that they had filled with, with goodies and trinkets, kind of the things that grandparents spoil their grandkids with. And, and so my boys just had an amazing time. It, it's one of our, our favorite family memories. It was just a, a weekend we will cherish and, and love forever. And what that makes me think of is, is you and I. It makes me think of our lives because here's the deal. Just like the map my parents gave our boys for that adventure to go find treasure, well, our lives, we're walking out the dashed lines on the map of life. And for all of us, there's an X that marks the spot of what we treasure. And it really marks what we, what we value. It matters and, and marks what you and I value in our lives. For some of us, right, that X marks the spot might be something um, planned for retirement for us. It might be a, a forever home. It might be travel plans we have, or it might be a certain dollar amount that's in the bank, right? Whatever it is, we all have something or some things that we say, hey, I'm going for that. I'm striving for that out there. I'm, my mind is set on that and my plans and my future are, are set on that. And whatever that is in your life, it's your X marks the spot. It's my X marks the, the spot. And Jesus actually spoke to this very thing in the gospel of Matthew. And here's what I wanna do. I wanna just invite you to turn there with me this morning. We're headed to, to Matthew chapter six and verse 19. Matthew chapter six and verse 19. It is the, the first book in the New Testament. It's the first of the four gospels. And as we enter in to chapter six, Jesus is teaching uh, what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And at the Sermon on the Mount, he's got all of those who are following him and he's teaching on a, a multitude of topics. And in verse 19, Jesus comes to teaching on treasure and wealth management. And he says this, let me read through all of these verses and we're gonna take some time to kind of walk back through them together. He says this in verse 19, he says, "'Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth "'where moth and rust destroy "'and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if then the light in you is the darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus goes on to say, no one can serve two masters for he will either hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. He says, you cannot serve both God and money. Here's the deal. 
every day you and I are choosing to put our focus on something. Every day you and I are choosing to invest our, our lives in something. Every day you and I are, are striving for something. And this is the deal. Each one of us sets our heart, our mind, and our will on something. And in each one of us sets our future on something. That our, our resources, our efforts, our hopes, our, our desires, our dreams, our finances, our actions, our time, our, our thoughts are all given to and set on, on something. And the way that Jesus says it here is that each one of us, right, each one of us has our treasure in something. And he says each one of us has our treasure somewhere, and Jesus repeated this word treasure three different times in these verses. He repeats it in verse 19, verse 20, and verse 21. And the word treasure here simply means wealth. Now this looked a little bit different for Jesus's audience than it does for you and I today because back then people's wealth was stored up in their, their blankets and their clothes and their land and their tools and their valuables. Today, it looks a little bit different and it differs for each one of us. Today, I think most of us would go to thinking about the money that we have in our bank accounts or the property we own, our possessions, our, our real estate, right? The material things we have, our home, our, our car, our, our farm equipment. Some folks today are investing in precious metals like gold and silver. It's our assets, it's our valuables. Whatever it might be for, for you, right? It's just like Jesus says. It's treasure or wealth that you and I are accumulating, that you and I are storing up, or as he says here in these verses, that we are laying up for future use. But notice what Jesus says in regards to the treasure that you and I accumulate. He says in verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and thieves do not break in and steal. What I think is wonderful here is Jesus addresses the where over the what. He does not go into a long list of what we should treasure and what we should not treasure. Instead, he addresses the where. In verse 19, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth. And then in verse 20, he says, but do lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. The where of our treasure resides in just one of, of two places. It either resides in, in an earthly place or a heavenly place. Jesus is saying that, that all of us store up treasure in one of these two kingdoms, that the treasure that you value and I value or that we invest in and we set our sights in resides either in an earthly kingdom or a heavenly kingdom. And regarding earthly treasure versus heavenly treasure, Jesus gives us some instructions here. He actually gives us two different commands. He gives us a command on what we should not do, and then he gives us a command on what we should do. In verse 19, he tells us what we should not do. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth. And those words lay up simply mean to store away, to put away for future use, to keep or, or to hoard. The ancient Greek here literally says, do not treasure for yourself treasures on the earth. Why? Because here's the deal. The things in this earthly kingdom, right? The treasures of this earthly kingdom, the things that this world deems valuable. Jesus says, hey, they are temporary. 
They are fading away and they simply won't last. And Jesus gives us three examples as, as to why they're temporary. The first one he says is moth destroys, right? Our material things that we have, our, our clothes, our couches, our blankets, we all know they, they eventually fade and they eventually wear out. Number two, he says, rust destroys. If you own a car and you live in Ohio, you know this is true. A handful of years ago, um, I bought a, a, a new truck to me that was used. It was already 12 years old. I bought it down in, in Georgia and this 12 year old truck had no rust on it whatsoever. Here we are several years later, it's gone through a few Ohio winters and guess what started to appear on the truck? You guessed it, it is, it is rust. rust has started to show up. So moth destroys, rust destroys, and then Jesus says where thieves break in and, and steal, that our money, our, our possessions, our valuables can quickly be taken from us at a moment's notice, that circumstances can quickly change um, the, the money we have in our bank accounts and the money we have in our pockets. Jesus is, is teaching us here that the earthly treasures that, that you and I so desperately cling to, strive for and work for, he says they all have a shelf life. He says they're all fading. He says they're temporary. And he says they have no eternal value. That, that storing up treasures on the earth, and, and we all know this, right? Like if, if, if we're just honest with one another, storing up treasures on this earth or, or that the world deems valuable, it's like getting on a human-sized hamster wheel, right? It's great for a moment, but then the moment's gone and we need something more. Hey, we were content for a moment, but that contentment's gone and we need something more. That I saved and saved and saved for this one thing, Right? And I desperately wanted it so bad, but now, right, it, it didn't last, or it's sitting on a shelf collecting dust, or I've discarded it somewhere along the way, right? It, it's, that, it's that reality of, hey, I've got some money, but if I just had a little bit more, hey, I, I have this phone, but if I just got the upgraded phone, that would be great. That, hey, I got to this level, but if I could just get to, to this level, that I know I have a car, but if I just had that car, and I know we have this house, but if we could just remodel this or, or redo that, or if I, we could just go get that house over there, or, hey, I'm, I'm known here, but if I could just be popular and known over, over there, right? Earthly treasures, are like getting on a never ending hamster wheel that brings us a false sense of security, momentary satisfaction, and an investment in things that, that won't last. That, that to store up earthly treasures is to invest ourselves in a kingdom that only brings a life of frustration and emptiness, which is why Jesus commands us, do not lay up for yourselves treasures in this earth. In contrast, Jesus then goes on to tell us in verse 20, what we should do. He says, lay up for your treasures in heaven because there neither moth nor rust destroys and thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus says, hey, do store up, do put away, do invest in, do strive for heavenly treasures. Why? Because these treasures in God's heavenly kingdom they, they cannot be destroyed by moth, they cannot be destroyed by rust, and they cannot be, be stolen and taken away. 
that when you and I invest in reaching people with the gospel or the good news of Jesus, when we invest in being the, the hands and feet of Jesus, when we invest in growing the, the body of Christ, the, the church, when we invest in worshiping the Lord or discipling our kids or discipling students or, or being disciples who make disciples or, or being a, a multiplying church, right? Those things are from a heavenly kingdom. Those things reap heavenly treasures that are everlasting, that are incorruptible and that are eternal. That investing in a, a heavenly kingdom and heavenly treasures means we get enjoyment now, we get contentment now, and that investment and that enjoyment and that contentment won't fade away in a day, a week, a month, or a year. That they will last in the here and now, and they will carry over into eternity, and they will last for all eternity. This is why Jesus says, do lay up for yourself treasures in heaven because they are everlasting. So here's what Jesus has done here. He's getting us thinking about two kingdoms, an earthly kingdom and a heavenly kingdom. And he says, hey, there's treasures to be, to be had in both. The earthly's temporary and the heavenly is eternal. Therefore, he says, hey, don't invest in the earthly. And he says, do go all in and in investing in the heavenly. But here's the deal. Why is Jesus saying this? What's his, what's his point? Why should we care? Why, why does Jesus care about this? Why is, does he have a bunch of followers sitting in front of him? And why is he teaching them on, on these things? Well, we get the answer in verse 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This verse gives us a window into Jesus's desire for you and I. It gives us a, a peek into how much Jesus cares about us and what he's looking for in our lives. Verse 21 shows us that, that Jesus isn't after our money. He's not after our stuff. He's not after our wealth. He's not after our, our things or our possessions. What Jesus cares about, what Jesus de desires, what Jesus is looking for and what he's after the most is your heart, is my heart. That when it comes to treasure, Jesus is not trying to take something for us, right? Or take something from us. Rather, he wants something for us. And notice here how, how the, the verse has the words ordered. It's very specific. It says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It does not say where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. And this is so important for us that we can't miss it, right? Because there's a principle and a truth here, which is this, that, that our heart always follows the treasure, that the treasure never follows our heart, that our heart always follows the treasure. The treasure does not follow our heart, that wherever our treasure is, that's where our heart will, will be that the treasure will pull us there, that it will drag our thoughts, our focus, our time, our energy, our entire being will be drugged to that treasure. And here's the deal with that. You and I can't straddle the line on that. We can't play both sides of the, the fences on that because in verse 24, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other that you cannot serve both God and money. What Jesus is telling us is this, that we, we can only have our treasure and our heart in one 
place, right? We cannot store up treasure on earth and treasure on heaven at the same time. Jesus says, no one, he says, no one. It doesn't matter how talented we are. It doesn't matter how great at multitasking we are, or how organized we are, or what kind of planner we are, or how proficient we are, or what we even tell ourselves. Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. That when it comes to an earthly kingdom and a heavenly kingdom and earthly treasure and heavenly treasure, when it comes to God and it comes to money, right? Jesus uses some words here. He uses the words devoted, he uses the word despise, he uses the words love, and he uses the word hate. What he's getting to is that you and I, we, we cannot serve both. We cannot love both. We cannot hold on to both. We cannot manage both or observe both or obey both. We can't attend to both. We can't trust both and we can't depend on both. That the earthly and the heavenly are in competition and contradiction with one another. That the two will part ways at some point and our heart will go in one direction or the other. So with saying all this, does that mean it's wrong for us to have wealth? Is it wrong for us to have money or, or possessions or nice things? The, the short answer is, is no, no. Jesus does, does not forbid the accumulation of earthly wealth, but he does command us that it not be treasured because it's of no eternal value. Nowhere does Jesus magnify poverty and nowhere does Jesus criticize legitimately gaining wealth. The Bible says God has declared all things good. It says God knows we need certain things to live. And it says God has given us um, all things to richly enjoy. So no, it's not wrong to accumulate earthly wealth. However, like it says in 1 Timothy chapter six, I think this does good for us to, to remember when it comes to our earthly possessions. It says this, Paul says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. He says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, watch this, it says, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. I love that. Here's what it really comes down to. It's not wrong to possess things, but it's wrong for our things to possess us. That's not wrong for you and I to possess things, but it's wrong for those things to, to possess us. That, that wealth should never become our treasure that money should never become our, our master, that money and wealth aren't fundamentally bad, but they do make a bad God in our lives. So the question is, where, do, where does this leave us today? I, I think the first place it leaves us is, is looking at ourselves and asking ourselves today some tough personal questions. Some questions like, what do I, I truly treasure? What kingdom am I investing in right now? What has my, my heart? Are any of my possessions possessing me? Is wealth my treasure or is money my master right now? And we have to be honest when we answer these questions. And, and here's the deal, right? It doesn't matter what we say with our mouths. It, what matters is what we say with our lives. The true answer to those questions comes by examining our lives more than what we just say with, with our, our lips and our tongue. 
So I think it comes from asking, the first step for us is, is to start asking some tough questions and answering them in our life right now. The next thing we do is, I think after we ask some tough questions is maybe take some action steps in, in our lives that we need to, to direct our heart, that our heart is the, the wellspring of life, but our heart needs some direction. And the way we can do that, the way we can direct our heart is by storing up treasure in the place where you want your heart to go, where I want my heart to go. And like we've been talking about today, that begins with investing in, talking about, dreaming about, making plans toward, and giving towards God's heavenly kingdom and heavenly treasure. And the wonderful thing is when we do that, right, the payoff will not disappoint. That as we begin to, to direct our heart, what if we began asking some of these questions? What if we went to Jesus and said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Help me to to hold on to the material things of this world with open hands so they can be put to good use for your kingdom? What if we go to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me to shift from having my earthly treasure solely serve me and may it now begin to serve you? What if we came to Jesus and said, Jesus, please help me to, to leverage my, my wealth, whether I have much or whether I have little, Jesus, help me to invest in the heavenly instead of investing in the earthly. What if we came to Jesus and said, Jesus, just direct my heart, take my heart so that we ca I can measure my life by the true riches of your kingdom rather than the false riches of, of this world. What if we go to Jesus and say, Jesus, take my heart and, and just direct it so that I may seek first your kingdom, trusting that you will provide all that I need in the process. So, so what if we ask ourselves some tough questions? What if we begin to ask Jesus to direct our heart? And over all of that, what if we just simply remember? That we remember that Jesus is not after our stuff. He's not after our things. He's not after our money. He's not after our sacrifices, but that he's always after our heart. And, and it's a great reminder to just think back on how much Jesus wants your heart and mine. He wants it so much that, that he said, I love you. He said, I love you. He said, I love you to you and to me when he took my place on the cross and when he took your place on the cross. He said, I love you to you and to me when he said, hey, I'm gonna die for your sins and he was gonna die for, for my sins. And in doing so, Jesus left and he, he laid aside the, the comfort and the status and the riches of heaven to come and be a ransom for you and I that there is no greater love than that. That's how much Jesus loves you. That's how much Jesus loves me. That's the lengths he went to, to win our affection and to win our attention and to win our freedom and to win our, our future, that he gave his own life to win. Those are the lengths, lengths he went to, to win your heart and, and my heart. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse nine says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake and for mine, he became poor so that you and I, by his poverty, might become rich. You are so valuable to Jesus. You are a treasure to Jesus. This is where it all starts that for you and I to set our, our kingdom values begins 
by making sure Jesus has our, our heart. And when he does, all of a sudden, we'll start to see our time, our talents, and our resources move from the earthly over to the heavenly, right? Toward the eternal, toward that which truly matters, towards his kingdom, seeing his kingdom and these heavenly treasures become the X that marks the spot in your life and mine. Would you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we just come to you and one, I guess we just, we want to offer praise. We want to offer praise that, that you sent Jesus and Jesus came to win our hearts, to take our place on the cross, to, to make the ultimate payment for our sin so that we might have the opportunity of being a new creation and having new life. How, how amazing is that? That you loved us that much, that Jesus, you came and you died for us so that you loved us first. And so therefore may we love you. And so God, today I pray that as we've listened and as we walk through uh, this passage, that we begin to examine if you truly have our heart. That God, that you, we truly examine where we're investing in. Is it the earthly or is it the heavenly? And Lord, today take, take all that we talked about and just speak to us by your Holy Spirit, speak to us right where we're at. Help each of us to begin to take a step forward Help each of us to become more generous. Help each of us to invest in your kingdom. Help each of us to trust that you have something for us far greater than we could think or imagine. Would you do that today? And would you, would you use our resources to just advance your kingdom in amazing ways in the here and now, knowing that it will also last for all eternity? And, and for some of us today, Lord, Maybe you're sitting there today and you're like, you know what? I don't know if Jesus has my heart. I think the world does. I, I, I don't think I've ever given my life. I don't think I've ever given my, my heart over to Jesus. Well, you can do that today. Today, right where you're at in, in your home or wherever you're seated and wherever you're listening, you can just simply say, Jesus, I wanna give you my heart today. I, I wanna give you all of me and I wanna receive all of you into my life today. Jesus, I admit that I'm a, a sinner and I'm asking forgiveness of my sins. I'm asking forgiveness for being selfish and holding on to my stuff and, and, and just having my eyes and my heart focused on that which is earthly. And today, Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life and, and I'm desiring to follow you. I'm desiring to give you my heart from this day forward and to begin to invest in that which is eternal. Thank you for loving me, Jesus. Thank you for, for bringing me into your family. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.